good to see everyone here, and uh, that's at the right location. Direct me if it's not. So, um, the hardest thing about preaching sometimes is subjects and what you want to talk about, and uh, trying to get those and make it all jive. So. Um, so I reckon this lesson is, is a little bit about humility, so I preach this to Jonathan and, and Mark and, and uh, Reagan since they're not here, uh, since Bubba and the rest of us got a dose of humility, so that was a little joke there to begin with, but uh, for everybody that likes SEC football. Um, so going back to the Old Testament, it's always interesting to go back to the Old Testament. We see this condemnation many times in the Old Testament. In Isaiah 66, which is a very interesting chapter. I encourage you to read it. Uh, there's some very interesting things there. Christ quotes out of this, this chapter. And one of the things that you know that's quoted is Isaiah 66, 24, and, and it's talking about um, judgment, and then they will go and this is Isaiah 66, 24, then they will go forth and look on the corpses of men who have transgressed, transgressed against me, for their worm will not die and their fire will not be quenched and they will be in abhorrence to all mankind. And the only reason I say this is just, it's interesting how much of this, this chapter is quoted in the New Testament, but that's, I, I just go back to that and just, you know, that's one of those passages you see Christ teaching and and so he's quoting there. So we're going to go back to, to uh, chapter 66, the first of it. And I want to start off with, with what the writer here is saying. Uh, Thus says the Lord, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. Where then is a house you could build for me and where is a place that I may rest? And I think as we go through this lesson, we talk about humility Let's start off with this verse right here. If heaven is his throne and earth is his footstool. Now I want you to think about if earth is the footstool. Think about that picture. Where does that put you and I? We are but, we are but mere ants. But think about if earth is the footstool, think about how big the feet are. And I think this is this is a visual illustration. I don't think, you know. But where is heaven? What is God? God is much bigger than we are. You know, whenever you think about earth, <coughs> just think about how large earth is. And if that's God's footstool, then how big is God? And so contemplate that this week. Think about that passage. And think about where we are. So I say that, and, and which he goes through and he says, you know, how can you, you know, what house could you build for me? I created all these things. And, and to me, it just shows you how small we are. Oh, well, that changed, didn't it? I don't know how that happened. I'll move it down. How about that? Is that better? All right. So if he, if he made it all, then, you know, we can't do um, enough to be equal to God. But verse 2 is where I, I'm kind of bringing our lesson. Verse 2, for my hand made all these things. Thus 
All these things came to being, declares the Lord. But to this one I will look. So to who is he going to look? He's going to look to him who is humble, contrite in spirit, and who trembles at my word. And I think that's there's three parts of that last phrase there that he's, he's talking about. And we're going to kind of try to hit one, one of those. Uh, I will say the humble and the contrite spirit is, is kind of grouped in, in my mind sometimes together. But to me, that's a very interesting thing here. And, and it's, he's, con, you know, Isaiah is, is prophesying whenever the northern kingdom is, is being taken out. And, and they're evils. And he's telling them, you have to be humble. You have to be contrite. And, uh, you know, this is, not a, this is not one of those lessons about the Word of God. And I think it's interesting, so I'll just make comments and we'll go away from this. Trembling at my Word. And I think you go back to that footstool illustration in heaven. Where are we? Who are we? And I think, you know, whether you go to Matthew 5, I didn't write these verses down, but the poor in spirit, the ones that mourn, you know, that's all kind of in, encased in this humility. So, that's kind of the, you know, so we see this in the Old Testament, we see it in the Old, New Testament, so we're going to go to the New Testament and talk more about this. Um, Luke 22, turn there please, Luke 22, verses 24 through 30. And, and so, as human beings... And especially in our society, we want to be first. We want the highest SAT scores. We want the best. Uh, we're going to give our kids extra uh, tutoring. We're going to give them extra sports lessons. We're going to give them this. And that's not the teaching of the Bible. That's not the teaching of the Bible. And because we want our children to be first. Now, I'm not at all against great education. and I, I'm not at all against being good at what you do. But if that's my focus, so that I can be first, then I think we've miss, miss, possibly missed the boat. And, and we see here the apostles, and, and starting in verse 24 of Luke 22, And there arose also a dispute among them as to which one of them was regarded to be the greatest. Aren't we all human? Aren't we all human? Now think about that. Think about the emotions that go along whenever we dispute about who's the greatest. Think about what that person has to be thinking. Verse 25, And he said to them, The kings of the Gentiles lord it over them, and those who have authority over them are called benefactors. But it is not this way with you. But the one who is the greatest among you must become like the youngest and the leader like the servant. For who is greater than the one who reclines at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who reclines at the table, but I among you as the one who serves? So Christ came with a message of servitude. <clears throat> That's what we are as Christians. And, and as we read these passages here, <clears throat> and we think about 
whenever he says we're become servants. And I thought about I thought about that. And and I think about there's times that that and, and it's not as pronounced in our society today as it was in, in this society. But a servant is somebody that is is not part of the conversation. A servant is someone they're serving people. And, and so whenever we think about this as Christians, it's, it's not about the servant. It's about what the servant's doing. And, and so whenever we think about this, and if, and if, you know, if we are supposed to go out and preach the gospel, preaching the gospel's not about us. It's about, we're just the servant. We're just the delivery person. We're just the person that's bringing the salad and setting it on the table. We're just the person that's coming and taking the salad and the salad fork after it's been eaten. You ever been in one of those big banquets or, you know, where you're, um, you're doing a, you know, you're in intense negotiations and you're doing a business deal and you're doing lunch and, I can tell you I don't have a clue who's waiting on me at that time. I am so focused on what I'm, you know, I mean, I'm eating, probably have indigestion afterwards, but, <laughs> but the point is the server is not the focal point. And as Christians, that's what we're called to be. And it's not a debate about who's the greatest because think about those emotions whenever we are discussing who's greatest. Are we focused on Christ? And I would tend to think we're not. Are we focused on God's Word? And so Christ illustrates here that we are here to serve. And for us Americans, who I'm very pleased to be an American, we're, we are a proud people. You know, we're the ones that threw off Europe. We're, we're not going to serve you know, these, these uh, kings and queens, right? We threw all that off. You know, we, we led the world in revolution. We're very proud. We don't want anybody to tell us what to do. You know, we're kind of in that mode right now, aren't we? But we're to be servants whenever we're, as Christians, we're supposed to be servants. Uh, Matthew 23. Um, so, so we're going to go through a number of examples here of negatives, and we're going to end with, with the example of Christ and, and uh, very positive and what he shows as servitude um, and humility. So in Matthew 23, uh, this is about the Pharisees. And so we can identify what's, what, what are we talking about here. Then Jesus spoke to the crowds of his disciples, saying the scribes and Pharisees have seated themselves in the chair of Moses. Therefore, all that they tell you, do and observe. So he's actually saying, hey, the Pharisees are doing some right things here. You need to be doing this. This is, this is the old law. But do not do according to their deeds, for they say things and do not do them. So here's the Pharisees that are, that are telling the right thing to do, but they don't do it. Why do people do that? Well, I'm better than that. I don't have to do that. I do not have to do that. And that's, that's the attitude. 
Um, they tied up heavy burdens. They lay them they lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves were unwilling to move them with so much as a finger. And so they're they're applying things to people, but they're not doing the same thing. So if we're going to do, you know, so basically, as servants, we got to be willing to do what we tell others to do. But they do all their deeds to be noticed by men, for they broaden their phylacteries and lengthen their tassels for their garments. They love the place of honor at banquets and the chief seats in the synagogues, and respectful greetings in the marketplace and being called rabbi by men. But do not be called rabbi, for one is the teacher, and you are all brothers. Do not call one anyone on earth father, uh, anyone father who is in heaven. Do not be called leaders, for one is your leader, that is Christ. But the greatest among you shall be your servant. Whoever exalts himself shall be humbled, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. So we see what not to be in the Pharisees. As brothers and sisters, you know, so the nice thing about this congregation and about the congregation that I did, you can't tell the difference. Now in our society today, it's, you know, clothing is, is relatively inexpensive. So we can all dress pretty good. My preference, if I, you know, I'd probably be here in blue jeans. But the point is, 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 what, are we trying to be in the place of honor? Are we, are we there to serve? And I think that's, as Christians, one of the things we're called to. And I think it's interesting, and, and so, you know, I don't, I don't think I have to elaborate on the Pharisees here. They wanted to be seen. And if we're servants, we're not supposed to be seen. We're just supposed to be working. And that's every day, that's what we should be doing. And in verse 12, whoever exalts himself shall be humble, and whoever humbles himself shall be exalted. That is different from what we think in America, right? That is absolutely opposite of God's teaching. And I think this is, as Christians, do we walk a path of humility? And are we trying to be that humble servant? And are we out here doing God's will? It's not about you and I. We're just the servant. We're just the deliverer. Christ illustrated this time and time again uh, in so many different ways. Matthew 6, he preaches against this on the Sermon on the Mount. Uh, Matthew 6, verses... Uh, a number of verses. Beware of practicing your righteousness before men to be noticed by them. Otherwise, you have no reward for, with your Father who is in heaven. So when you give to the poor, do not sound the trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. So, so that they may be honored by men. Truly I say to you, they have their reward in full. So think about the attitudes of the people here. And, and we all know as human beings, we know we all falter. 
You know, what's the, you know, the Pharisees faltered. You know, if you, if you go to uh, Matthew 23, I believe, you know, woe to those that don't, you don't have to go there, but just, you know, you, you see Christ calling them out. Woe to you Pharisees. Verse 3, but when you give to the poor, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. So that your giving will be in secret and your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Think about the attitude. Our attitude's where we change to realize God gave us this money to do his work. Think about whenever we start seeing ourselves as servants. And all I'm supposed to do is put the salad plate down. It's not me. Is it me giving the money? Or am I just doing God's will? And you see there's an attitude difference all around that, that perspective. Because here, if I'm wanting to be seen, then it's me that's getting the reward. But it's how do we look at our money? So that's just another one of those examples. We could go into a whole sermon on that. Um, when you pray, you're not to be... A, be like the hypocrites, for they love to stand and pray in the synagogues on the streets and corners. Truly I say to you, they have their reward. Pray in that room. Are we wearing, now here's the balance, you know, we're supposed to be lights in the world. But are we being lights for Christ or are we being lights for clay? Which one are we, which one are we doing? Have you ever had that thought of, I don't want to do that. And I used to do that. I ain't doing that anymore. That's, that's... You know, we have servants in this congregation. I, you know, I, I like to make this point. Uh, we had the women's commode that was stopped up. Who wants to go unplug the commode? Who wants to go rotorooter the, the, the drain out? That, there's nothing fun about that. But Bubba said, hey, I'll do that. You know, there's nothing fun about that. That's a servant's attitude. That's, that's, we have gotten to be the plumbers. We are the plumbers for Christ. It's getting the building pains. It's getting, it's, those things have to be done, but we're also spreading the gospel. And, and are we humble about that? Are we there tooting our horn or are we doing it for God? And, and our attitude in this humility around this is, is so important. Um, so as I talk about religion, and I, I, I didn't probably expound enough on this or give enough thought to this, but we got to be shining lights, but are we shining lights for God or are we tooting our horn? And there's a balance in there because some of it can look the same. I mean, we are supposed to walk as Christians. Um, meaningless repetitions, he talks about prayers there. But whenever he talks about prayer, I think about, I, I, I expand that. I, I think he's just using that as an example. But as, as Christians, what, how are we... How are we conducting ourselves? Verse 16, he goes in where this is about fasting. Whenever you fast, do not put on a gloomy face as the hypocrites, for they neglect the appearance so that they will be noticed by men. Truly I say to you, 
but you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. Uh, so that your fasting will not be noticed by men. Are we wanting to be noticed? Or do we, are we truly doing it to serve God? Do you see these attitudes that keep building up in this humility? And that, that is, as Christians, that's what we're called to. It's not whether I'm first. It's not whether I'm last. It's can I be serving God and am I doing it correctly? And there's a whole different, um, there's a different attitude there. In verse 20, you know, as, as we talk about the summation, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasures, where, for where your treasure is, there your heart will also. So are we trying to impress people here? Or are we trying to build treasure in heaven? Where is your treasure? Where is my treasure? And, and that determines my attitude every day. That, that will determine my attitude. So, so that's Christ's teaching. So let's look at an example. And I'm not going to read these passages, but you can turn over there and just kind of glance through. Everybody, I, I hope you know the story of Ananias and Sapphira. Ananias and Sapphira, the people of Jerusalem at the beginning of the church, they were selling their property, property and sharing equally. And so Ananias and Sapphira, they bring their, they, they sell their property, and they come and they say, "Here's the money for our property." What are they? What are they doing? They want to be seen by men, right? Are they humbling themselves before God? Are they trying to be servants, or are they trying to look good because they kept part of it back? All they had to do, best of my knowledge, reading this verse, these passages, hey, we're only going to give 50%. We're going to, we're going to keep the rest of it for a vacation. But no, they wanted to be seen of men. Do you see the different attitudes that come as a servant of Christ? And as a servant of Christ, it's not about you and I. It's about serving the Lord. It's about serving fellow mankind. And so, you know, it's interesting to me that Ananias and Sapphira sort we don't see that today. We don't see people being struck down. And I think, you know, I'm assuming the Holy Spirit did that because it was setting the tone for the church. And I think we have the story to set the tone. And I want to, you know, whenever people, if we're not being humble, we have to be checking what's our inner attitude. What am I thinking about myself? James 2, uh, and it talks about here the, the sin of partiality. This is about someone coming into the, to the, to the church, and, and we, they're an important person, so we're going to put them first. And it goes to, is this the humble attitude that we're supposed to be as Christians? Number one, if they come in and they're truly a Christian, then they know where they're going to sit. They're going to sit amongst everybody, right? They're not going to have a special seat. And he's talking about it. Why do we, why do we try to impress certain people? We want to be on their good list, right? 
And I think, so whenever you think about this attitude of favoritism, that we're promoting someone more than, some, than, than someone that doesn't have a way to be promoted, then are we serving Christ or are we serving our own needs? This is one of the, so in our, in our, our uh, political system today, in our political system today, we have, you know, you have to, you have to know your political leaders. You have to be able to talk. If I was in Darien, I'd, I'd make sure Bubba knew who I was. And I would make sure I had a relationship with Darren. He's the mayor. But am I doing it because I'm serving the city of Darren or I'm doing it because I'm serving my own needs? I'm going to tell you, I understand whenever I'm serving my own needs. And in our political system today, and I'm kind of doing it from a business perspective, do we do that? And I'm going to say yes. But is that permissible in the church? I'm going to tell you no. That's not, that's not what we're supposed to be doing. We're here serving Christ. We're not here serving our needs. And so as you take a look at this passage here, you can use our political system. Another example of this is uh, 3 John, verses 9 and 10, Diotrephes. And um, I wrote something to the church but Diotrephes, who loves to be first among them, does not accept what we say. Uh, and so Diotrephes has put himself uh, above everyone else. And for this reason, if I come, I will call attention to his deeds, which he does unjustly accuse us with wicked words. And not satisfied with this, he himself does not receive brethren. Either he forbids those who desire to do so and puts them out of the church. So what is Diotrephes doing here? Diotrephes is putting himself first. Is he putting Christ first or himself first? And so where are we in what we do? Now we, there's always scriptures. Are we applying the scriptures or are we put, applying what we say? Now here we have an apostle uh, condemning Diotrephes, so we know Diotrephes was doing his own thing. He was not applying the scriptures and that it was about the atrophies. And as Christians, that's where we can't go. We have to be humble. So, are we meek? Are we forbearing? Are we submissive? Uh, I heard the other day a, a comment in a sermon um, about a preacher talking about an elder resigning. He says, I, I never refer to it as stepping down. Because stepping down eludes that you're above. Elders are servants. Elders are there watching over the flock. They have some authority. But they're also described as shepherds. And what did shepherds now, I have not had personal experience, so if you're a shepherd, forgive me, but this is the way it was described. Shepherds smell like their sheep. So my understanding, they stunk. 
What does that give you an illustration of? You know, I get this visual, and actually this is something I want to do. One of these days when I get a little bit of time, maybe I'm going to go to a sheep farm and just kind of figure out how, you know, because I hear that you can lead them. But you're among them. You're rubbing against them, right? I kind of imagine dirty blue jeans because you're rubbing up against the sheep. You smell like them. You're out in the pasture, and I think during Christ's time, you know, you take your sheep out and you stay out with them and, you know, corral them and you sleep with them. On probably a cold night, you probably got in between two of them. But you see that, you, you see this servitude, attitude that keeps coming across. And so that's what we're supposed to be as Christians. Proverbs 16, 5, go back to the Old Testament. Everyone who is proud in, in heart is an abomination to the Lord. Surely he will not be unpunished. And so the opposite of humility is proud, pride, right? We're proud. And notice all of this is around attitude in what we're supposed to be doing. Matthew 6, uh, Matthew 20, I'm sorry, Matthew 20, verses 26 through 28, which is, is basically a repeat of some things we've already said, but it's Christ's teaching. Uh, Matthew 20, 26 through 28. It is not this way among you, but whoever wishes to become great among you shall be your servant. And whoever wishes to be first among you shall be your slave. Just as the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life a, a ransom for many. So if, if Christ is our king, if Christ is the perfect example, are we doing that? Are we here to serve each other? Are we here, am I here to serve you? Or... Am I looking for a place of prominence? And as Christ says, we're here to serve. And so that basically says you get to do a diversity of things as a Christian. Because one day we need to be evangelizing. The next day we need to be cleaning the toilets. Because we're servants. And none of us are above that. And so whenever we do that, Christ gives us a powerful lesson in John 13. And so this will be the last verse we go to. And so Christ tells us to be servants. He illustrates this to us by washing feet. So here's the guy, here is God in the flesh and we have to think about, so I would think most of us have pretty clean feet, but our, our shoes still smell, right? But think about in Christ's time. They wore sandals. So whenever they came in from walking, they were pretty dirty. You know, that's probably why we don't wear sandals today, right? Because can you imagine the pedicure and what it would look like? If we wore sandals all day and we'd been in the field working, especially in the South Georgia, black dirt, red clay, we'd have pretty dirty feet, right? And I think that's what, so it's, it's not the feet that mine and you, you and I think of that we pull our shoes off and 
We wear socks. It's a very different feet. And so whenever he's washing their feet, he's making this illustration. Look at the servitude that we're doing. We're taking care of people. It's not the things that are to be seen of men. That is not what the king of the Romans would be doing. That's not what the Jews thought. I mean, there's many illustrations of this as Christ. So this is him coming in. He came in on a donkey and in Jerusalem. We see all those powerful leaders riding in on a donkey, right? No, during Christ's time. What did the power, you know, what did the leaders of the Roman uh, armies, they rode on horses, right? That was the power. That was, that's not what Christ came. Because he was coming to be a spiritual leader. And he was coming to really to upset the world. And so as Christians, are we humbling ourselves and becoming servants? And we do that in many ways. We, we're supposed to be doing that in many different ways. Predominantly in serving the gospel to the lost. And whenever we do that, just like Moses, and, and so you see this, this, this same attribute come across. Moses says, hey, I can't do that because I can't speak well. Did God give him deference for that excuse? Because it wasn't about Moses. You're just a servant, Moses. You just deliver what I tell you. I don't care if you don't say it eloquently. I don't care if you don't have the vocabulary of the Egyptians, even though you were one. You know, I kind of think of Moses realizing growing up in the royal household of the Egyptians, he understood where he kind of was relative to all the other Egyptians. But God didn't allow that to be an excuse. All we have to be is servants. And you know what? As servants, we're not, always, we're not going to get credit. Because at the end of the day, all we have to do is we're just going to do our job. And whenever I say a little bit, you know, that's the nice thing about the American way is the servants in our society, we tip, right? That was not the context of the scriptures. The servant set the food on the table. They didn't get a tip in those days. They got their pay and that was it. They were servants. They were slaves. They were not what we have today. So as we look at this, um, verse 13 you call me teacher and Lord and you are right for so I am if I then the Lord and the teacher washed your feet you also ought to wash one another's feet for I gave you an example that you, you also should do as I did to you truly Truly, I say to you, a slave is not greater than his master, nor is the one who sent greater uh, than the one who sent him. Um, Christ illustrates that he was a servant of God. We are a servant of Christ. 
And that's what we're supposed to be as Christians. And so whenever we read in Isaiah about this, this comment, and remember, as I went back, I talked about the, the judgment that was coming. To him who is humble and contrived of spirit and who trembles at my word. We can tremble at God's word, but are we humble and are we out serving for God? So there's actually a number of actions. There's a number of attitudes. We don't need to be Ananias and Sapphira that's trying to be seen. We see what that happens because that's not the attitude that God wants us to have. And I can tell you, we can get caught up in that very easy. It's not about you and I. It's about Christ. So I hope the lesson has been profitable. As Christians, we're every day we're called. Uh, as we studied this morning, we're, we're trying to refine ourselves. We're trying to find the truth. And we need to be sharing the truth. And not only are we supposed to be a servant to the world, we're supposed to be a servant to each other. And that's, that's what people need to see us be. And it needs to be that humble service, not like the Pharisees. So if there's anyone here that needs to obey the gospel, if there's anyone here that has fallen, we are, we are a congregation of people trying to get to heaven. And I like, I forget which gospel preacher said it, don't brag about the church that you go to because they're all flawed. We're here to teach Christ. And whenever I say that, because all of us here are sinners. First John. We're here to help each other get to heaven. That's why we're here. We're here to serve each other so that on judgment day, whenever we get past the judge, we can all look around. And I'm not going to debate the case. We're not going to know each other. But just kind of go with my illustration here. We look around and we see each other. And we say, hey, we helped each other get to heaven. We're servants to one another. Today, I serve you. Tomorrow, I might need your service back to me. Right? Does that make sense? So whenever we talk about if anyone needs to come, that sin, it's not, it's not there to... To make fun of people, it's there so we all get to heaven because we're servants. So we always leave this time. Is anyone here, uh, please come forward as we stand.